All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. We'll get to your calls this hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. One of the most stunning things that happened last week is Joe Biden, very rare appearance, shows up with Anderson Cooper, who had to bail him out, you know, numerous times in the course of this so-called town hall. I think they took seven questions total and only two from Republicans. Um, but are they really digging into how many Americans that we learned this weekend really still are abandoned in Afghanistan? According to the envoy that negotiated with the Taliban, he says there are hundreds of Americans. We know there are from Tony Blinken, there are thousands of green card holders uh, and their families and American families. And then, of course, tens of thousands of Afghan allies. Never mind the fact that we gave them billions of dollars in the most sophisticated military technology in the entire world. And then last week, Joe Biden goes the extra mile. If you were part of the Taliban and that abusive regime from 20 years ago, you're going to be taken off the terror watch list. Meaning you're qualified now as a Taliban member, at least former Um and, and I'd like to see how they have changed their minds and hearts and and now have taken on more modern views, because I don't believe that's possible after you're indoctrinated to that level of hatred and bigotry, especially against women and minorities. Anyway, so now they can travel to the U.S. And it makes you wonder what the hell is going on. So Joe Biden doesn't get pressed on that. He doesn't really get pressed on the borders. He doesn't get pressed on begging OPEC for oil. He doesn't get pressed on Barrasso's claim that. Joe Biden is is now importing more oil from Russia, where he gave Vladimir Putin a waiver while firing American workers on the Keystone XL pipeline. Why would we why would we be begging OPEC and Putin for energy? Now, I thought if the if the problem, the, the reason we're doing this is for climate. You know, we've, we've got to ded- our, dedicate ourselves to climate change. The planet only has so long before it's all over. So instead of producing our own energy, Now we'll just rely on countries that hate our guts, that will gouge prices against us, and they're still polluting the, quote, you know, global environment. How does that make any sense to anybody? It doesn't. But that's Joe Biden's energy plan. So he goes on fake news CNN, does a rare interview that botches things up left and right and sideways and and every other way. And then he goes into his weird, whispering, bizarre moment at the CNN town hall. And it's actually frightening to hear at some point. And then uh, Joe Biden also telling school children, uh, when your president try to avoid answering any media questions, listen to both these. 55 corporations, for example, in the United States of America, making over $40 billion, don't pay a cent. Not a single little red cent. You know if you're in real estate, major real estate, ask them. They know they should be paying a little more than 21%. We can pay for this whole thing. I have it written in a card here, but I won't bore you with the detail. The question was on the, the on community college, no, no, which, which was a big campaign promise that, that you made. You talked about that along oh, the campaign I, I, trail. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to get it done. And if I don't, I'll be sleeping alone for a long time. I'm going off to COP26 in Scotland. Uh, and uh, in, uh, I don't know, I guess it's two weeks or a week. I, I'm losing track of time. Forty percent of all products coming into the United States of America on the West Coast go through uh, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? Is it Long Beach? Long Beach. Thank you. So what I have said, you're shaking your head. No, but let me tell you something, Jack. It's the truth. You know, when you're president, you see all these people here, they're, they're with you all the time. 
they get to ask you all kinds of questions, and you try to figure out how you can avoid answering them sometimes. I mean, it's a pretty damning admission, isn't it? Which is the presidential protection program, which, of course, followed the candidate protection program. Anyway, here to weigh in on this media corruption and bias, Joe Concha, Fox News contributor and and columnist for The Hill. Uh, We welcome back. It's been too long. Monica Crowley, columnist, former assistant secretary of the Treasury. Uh, Welcome back, Monica. We'll start with you. Uh, I think, you know, it it, it only got one point two million viewers. Which, by the way, for CNN is a record because they be- they never break a million on any given night anymore. They've lost their audience. MMS DNC is collapsing as well. Um, and we're not talking about the normal, you know, ratings decline post presidential election year. We're talking about precipitous decline because of his failed policies. In my my view. Hi, Sean. Great to be back with you. Thanks so much for having me. And Joe, great to be on with you too. Yeah, I mean, look, you're seeing the president's poll numbers absolutely crater for a whole variety of reasons, but not least of which is his policies simply don't work for the American people. And not only do they not work for the American people, they're putting the American workers and American businesses Everybody across the board, they're putting all Americans on the back heel. And especially after coming after four years of Donald Trump's presidency, where we had these robust economic policies, we had the border solved, we had our our allies stepping up, we had our enemies uh, fearful of what the United States might do if they should cross us or our allies. After coming off for four years of that, Sean, and now facing this, Uh, absolute catastrophe. The American people are looking at this and they're saying, we're done. We're done. I don't think he can actually come back. Now, yes, he does have the protection of the press. And when you have that, you can literally get away with anything when you're a Democrat. Well, but but you pointed out something. He's not getting away with it with the American people. You wrote a great column. I saw it on uh, foxnews.com. And that is how to how to lose a country in 10 months and you kind of compared it, and you remember the how to lose a guy in 10 days, and you say t- 10, and you're right, because if you look at Afghanistan, the border, energy, the economy, COVID, any issue, you choose it. There's not one success that I think you can point to to say, wow, Joe's done a great job here or there. Yeah, and thank you for citing my column. It's up today at foxnews.com, and Sean, I put it up on my Instagram and, and on my Twitter as well, so please check it out. Yeah, I mean, I was watching How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days for the millionth time uh, over the weekend, and the idea came to me, and I said, this is what Biden is doing. He is literally destroying the country in record amount of time. And you laid out a whole array of issues where he is doing it, and the irony is, Like I said, Trump had most of these issues solved. The economy booming and thriving, world peace in the Middle East, the border solved. And in a very short amount of time, this new president comes in and rips everything up, root and branch. And and part of it, Sean, is the idea that, well, we've got to do the opposite of whatever Donald Trump did because he was fundamentally evil. But that's only part of it. The other part of it, and this is much more serious, is that the left has been at war with this country for decades. Obama put it on steroids. Biden now has it up on concrete blocks. What they're doing is the absolute destruction of all the fundamental pillars that made this country great. Individual liberty, free market capitalism, uh, strong national security. 
they are deliberately and intentionally ruining all of that. That's why all of these policies are intentional. Nothing is incompetence. Nothing is by mistake. They're taking down the country, and they're doing it in a very short amount of time. And it leaves us a very short window to try to reverse it. Does, do you think this, this low approval rating, I mean, we have two polls now that have come out. Uh, we're looking one week from tomorrow, Joe Concha, and it's great to have you back as well. And right. last week it was 46-46 in the polling that took place um, in Virginia. Now we have another poll that has come out, again, dead, e- dead even. Uh, I think it's, what, 48.3% each. And now we have one poll that actually came out, uh, and I've not heard of this company, it's CYGNAL polling. I'm not familiar with them, where Yunkin now leads McCullough's by eight tenths of a point, 48.7 or 47.9. Now, there's no way anybody's going to convince me that Virginia, the Commonwealth, with all the people from D.C. that live in northern Virginia, is a purple state. It's a blue state. They brought in Obama, who's, you know, dropping one firebomb after another. Then you got Joe Biden, who's not well-liked, Jill Biden, Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams. They're bringing in every single person they can, and it doesn't seem to be having an impact. I mean, the biggest crowd Obama got was 2,000 people. And that's the thing, right? People don't like the swamp. They don't like seeing the same politicians come in over and over again. Youngkin hasn't had anybody come in, and it's not hurting him. Everything is trending in his direction at the wrong time for Terry McAuliffe, because, you know, now we're only, what, about a week away from this, and he has all the momentum right now. And it's good to see, as a parent, education making a comeback as far as a major issue. It's a defining issue in this particular race. Yet I got to see the Washington Post today, Sean, saying that, quote, parents claim they have the right to shape their kids' school curriculum. They don't. They don't. I'm a thousand percent certain that I do have this right for my kindergarten and my second grader. Democracy dies in delusion, I guess. But to talk about what Monica was before, as far as Afghanistan and the polling and all these issues that are going the wrong way for this president, and it's everywhere, right? It's Afghanistan. It's violent crime in American cities. It's a border that's anything but secure. You go down the list as far as what has gone right and wrong for Joe Biden. Everything has gone wrong. And in Afghanistan, he gets away with what he says and what he does because he's never asked about it. The White House set the rules for that town hall on CNN. Jen Psaki used to work at CNN before she went to the White House. I'm sure there were some conversations beforehand. And CNN followed orders instead of answering questions because they're not a news organization. Barely more than a million people tune in. Fox nearly tripled that number with regular programming. They got the president of the United States during a crucial time, and they're getting one-third the audience. Plus, he says he visited the border. How's that defined exactly? Well, according to the press secretary, since he drove through El Paso 13 years ago, that counts. That is laugh-out-loud hilarious, except she wasn't trying to be funny. And by the way, how many ports has the president visited in California, New Jersey, and Georgia? How about his transportation secretary and Pete Buttigieg, who should be named paternity czar instead of running that massive entity? Bottom line is, Biden has only done 10 sit-down interviews during his entire presidency. Donald Trump did six times as many with an unfriendly press, all right? It's been 100 days since Biden has held a press conference, 64 days since he's had a sit-down interview. So he's not answering questions. He's trying to sell this massive spending bill by not speaking. Or if he does, it's the words written for him instead of him actually taking questions. And that's why he's pulling where he is. He looks like a coward, Sean, Monica. Well, I mean, he's not doing any real interviews. And then to have Anderson Cooper bail him out again and again and again. All right, we continue more of Joe Biden's failing presidency and the media sycophants. Uh, they can't even support him. Uh, Monica Crowley and, and Joe Concho with us. 
you know, yeah. if you look at it, and, and Joe, you probably read ratings more than Monica. I don't know, Monica, if you if you follow ratings regularly. But, I mean, I can have Donald Trump call in on the phone for like half the show. And and I'll, we'll be in a four share minimum usually. And that that's a slow night. And here it is, a, a live town hall goes on for 90 minutes, and you can't get an audience for that. Now, why? Is that a question for me? That would be for Monica. You're not Monica. Ah. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, look, people have seen enough of Joe Biden. First of all, he has been in office since 1972 when President Nixon was in office. So people have had decades of Joe Biden. Also now as President Sean, everything he touches has turned into a catastrophe. So the American people are not interested in tuning into a presidential town hall with this absolute disaster leading up the country when all they know that they're going to get is pure spin and more lies. I mean, all this White House does is gaslight the American people. Jen Psaki, every cabinet member, the president of the United States, they look into the camera, they look you in the eye, and they lie. I mean, and it's so blatant because it's so easy. Oh, you mean, you mean when they lie. say things like, well, we don't need to test people that are here illegally because they're not going to be here very long? Yeah. And that you need to go shopping earlier for Christmas and that this is a high-class problem and uh, and we're not FedEx and we're not the post office and UPS and, and all the other lies we're being told? Yes, and inflation is transitory, which obviously it's not. Oh, and, oh, and my favorite, $3.5 trillion won't cost you a penny cost zero. Yeah, I was told it was going to cost zero. And now they're scrambling to try to find ways to pay for this thing. My favorite recent lie, Sean, is Jen Psaki just the other day was asked about illegal immigration and the border. And she said, well, we inherited a mess from the previous administration. (laughs) Oh, hell no. Hell no. President Trump fixed the border issue. He fixed the illegal immigration issue, and he handed it to them on a silver platter, and now they're going to look at the American people and lie through their teeth when we can see with our own eyes what's going on. The American people do not want to be lied to. They'd rather watch Thursday night football than tune into Joe Biden's town hall of lies. No, they'd rather watch Hannity. Will you get your story straight here, please? I mean, <laughs> Right on. Um, but Joe makes a good point, too. Joe will give you the last word. Sure. Uh, I, oh, I got a great one for Saki. It's Republicans that wanted to fund the police. <laughs> and then I got to watch SNL this weekend, and there's a Jen Saki character on there now. And at one point she says, I'm going to leave now because I'm bad at lying. You're excellent at lying, Jen. Believe me, you are accomplished. That is your number one skill. Believe me, yet SNL is just like, she's the hero right now. She's the face of this administration, I think, more than Biden, more than Harris, more than anybody. Yeah, but finally, I've got the impression, at least they went after him a little bit, but I've got to roll. Great to have you back, Monica Crowley, Joe Concho. Always great to have you. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. We'll get to your calls next. Uh, Straight ahead. Quick break. Right back. download. 
Sean Hannity and the breaking news you might have missed today. It's Sean's insider information. Hannity is on right now. I right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls here in a second. You know, I've been saying, and I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds here again, but I've been saying that at this point, most people, in my opinion, have made up their mind. They have decided where they stand as it relates to the that vaccine. And and now they're moving forward with, okay, now we're going to vaccinate five-year-olds to 11-year-olds. And it's not going over very well in the country. And you see these protests. We're going to show you tonight at the New York Nets game last night. They had to shut down uh, the Brooklyn Nets game on uh, over the weekend. They had to shut down the stadium for a while and not even let people that were able to get in get in because of uh, Kyrie Irving making the decision, giving up a lot of money in the process of not taking the vaccine mandate. Now, it's not good for the Nets because he's a great player, um, but so many people showed up. And then we see people on the Brooklyn Bridge, I think it was today, I think it was the Brooklyn Bridge, protesting. There are thousands of people. This is now a movement. And a lot of people, for whatever reason, I'm not debating vax or don't vax here. I'm debating why so many people in the military, why so many people in the educational system, teachers, police officers, firemen, nurses, so many have made up their minds. I don't think you're going to change their mind. For whatever reason, they have made their own minds up. And you can hear it when you see the passion of all these thousands of people showing up in protests. And it's not just New York, it's around the country. Listen. All right, one last thing. I mean, that's that's pretty revealing. One last thing I want to play. Glenn Youngkin's not laying back and letting Obama and Biden and Jill Biden and Kamala Harris and Stacey Abrams and Terry McAuliffe set the agenda. He released this ad of Terry McAuliffe defending uh, the current governor, Northam, and blackface. Listen. A page from a 1984 medical school yearbook of Democratic Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia, showing a photo of two people, one in blackface, one in a KKK hood robe. Friday evening, it came out that Ralph indeed was, he said, he was in the picture. Friday night when I talked to him, there was a question if he was in the photo. That point, for me, morally the only right thing to do, and it was hard. I called Ralph on Friday night. He made a horrible mistake Friday night when he... Didn't know if he was in or not. If it's not him in the photo, which is what he's saying, why do you still think he should resign? Well, first he said it was Friday night. I do not know if it's not here. Oh, we know in Virginia. Instinctively, you know if you put black paint on your face. You know if you put a hood on. Well, he didn't do Ku Klux Klan. It's now come out he wasn't either one of them. But it doesn't matter. 
whether he was in the photo or not in the photo at this point. Listen, even if it had been him in the blackface, you know, it was a dumb mistake 40 years ago. But this is more than dumb, this is racist. It doesn't matter how Terry McCall feels. That photo that was in that year was so offensive to the African-American community. Yeah, he told me Friday night when I talked to him, I never would ask for him to resign. But, you know, we've moved on. I grew up in New York, in all fairness, folks. I, I didn't know what blackface was. I knew at a young age, blackface, 1985, you just didn't do it. If you're making an excuse for this, saying, oh, th this is what happened when this person was young, you need to check yourself. I mean, this this race is going to be fascinating. It's a week from tomorrow in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, a tough if if this this would be a political earthquake if Young can pull this out. It would be, and there is a shot. It's difficult, but there's a shot. We have not heard from Velma in Vegas in forever. Velma, how are you? Welcome back. We miss you, darling. What's going on? How you doing, honey? What's the matter? Oh, now you call me honey. You haven't called me in months and months and months. You disappear off <laughs> the face of the earth. Where you, you been? About? I haven't heard from you either. So, as a matter of fact, you're supposed to boys, call in the, the show boys, and we put you boys, on the, the air. Boys, That's how it works. The boys always asking about you. They love you. And I do too. No, no because the, I've say, adopted your you. two sons as my nephews. By the way, what do they want for Christmas this year? We better act early. You won't know them now. They're so big. How tall are they? Tell is like 5'8. Wow. And Anthony. Anthony, just, how uh, big is he? Anthony is not, he didn't, he didn't outgrew that sport, but Anthony has got that, like that football body, that kind of, he's just a man. He looks like a man. <laughs> he's a linebacker, he is that like what you're telling man? me? And he, oh my God, he's so intelligent, he's so smart. He, they, but they're teenagers now, Sean. So well, you know so, why? Because they've been listening to my show for all these years. It's been like an education they, they for them. They love you dearly, I tell you that. They love their Uncle Sean. Okay, so Uncle Sean needs to know what they want for Christmas this year. Do you know what they're looking at? Sean. What? I don't I don't know. They they saying different things. Some things they I Well, how about know. you get a definitive answer? Contact Linda, and then I'm going to also make sure you get your special spa day at uh which was like where do we send you for that? I guess the Wynn Hotel. Wynn, the Wynn Hotel. Right. And when you go, you're, you're pampered and they do the mani and the petty oh, and the yeah. massage. What oh, else do yeah. they do? They do your hair. They do your everything. Right. I love it. I, not my hair, but they do. They do a lot. And and they know who you are every time they you go in. Who I, they know who I am. OK, so the good news and, is and they you, like they like you. Of course, they like me. <laughs> Everybody don't like you, Sean. Uh, so I know half ninety percent of your church hates my guts. They, does your church still hate me? No. Well, you know they 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 don't agree with you, but they care about you too because you care about me. Oh, so they care about me? Do you mean that I'm actually my name's come up in church and, and like? And it wouldn't matter if they liked you or not. I love you, and and the boys love you, so I could care less whether they like you or not. That's on them. Uh, well, what's on your mind? I do get some, every now and then I get some kickback. I don't know how you can say you're a Christian and, and, uh, you know, deal with somebody like that. So, but it's okay. Well, what, it's what's unchristian? Good. What, what is unchristian about I me? Mean, by the way, everyone thinks Christians are perfect or they're not just the opposite. Well, every Christian perfect. I know is admitting that they us. are not perfect, but want to be better. True. That's true. You know, but this impression is is that Christians think that they're perfect and holier than thou, and well, not, I don't get that impression Christian. at all. The I'm whole not. premise of the church is you've got to you've got to admit that you're wrong, 
repent of your 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 sins and ask God to come into your heart. That is that is that is falling on the sword, admitting that you're a failing person. And that's the beauty of redemption. So this idea that, you know, everybody takes seems to in the media take great glee if a Christian in some way falls on their face. And I'm like, well, they're they're the ones that are saying that they want to be better people. People on the outside, they look up to people that sit there. But you know what? I look at the tree and the fruit that it bears. I don't. You can say, call a Christian all day. And if you don't love and if you're not kind, if you're not this, I'm, I'm looking at you. And like I say, the tree and the fruit that it bears. So it'll show. People don't even have to. Are you still taking my nephews to church every Sunday? Do they go? Uh Huh? Do do my nephews go to church every Sunday? Oh, yes. They've raised up that way. My children can play. My children can sing. My children can do all of that. You'd be very proud of these children. And how how many members in your congregation? Now, you know what? Since the pandemic, I don't know. I don't know. But a lot of people hadn't, hadn't, you know, come back and stuff like that. So you don't now, know. Now, did you go back? Have you gone back to church now? Oh, yeah. I went back. I took my time going back because the doctor told me I had to be real careful. And thank you, Lord. Me, not my children, not my husband. None of us has had that awful disease. So, now, if, if God, back, now, now let me back. ask you a question. If you got a breakthrough case, I'm not going to ask your vaccination status, but if you got a breakthrough case or you're unvaccinated and you get, I'm testing you, and you get a test, a positive test, what's the first thing you're going to ask your doctor? If I, wait a minute, say that again? If you test positive, what is the first question you're going to ask your doctor? Well, I'm not going to ask it because I know that even though I've had the, hopefully and prayerfully if I get it now because I've been completely That's the wrong answer. What you, 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 if you get a positive test, what is the first bit of advice that I have for everybody in this audience? Breakthrough case or if you never got vaccinated, what do you do? I'm probably going to just quarantine myself. and. No, 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 that's the wrong answer. You see, you listen to my show. Don't you listen most every day? No, I do not because I'll sit up there and throw the TV out the door. (laughs) I'm not on TV, on radio. My question to you is... You turned me into a lunatic. What do you mean I turned you into a lunatic? You were always a lunatic. No, the first thing you're going to do is call your, if you get a positive COVID test, the first thing you do is call your doctor because your doctor knows your unique medical history, your current condition, and you say, doctor, what do you think of monoclonal antibodies? Is it, would that be something that I should consider an infusion of monoclonal antibodies? You understand? Well, uh, yeah, I've heard of I'm that, trying to help you learn something, Velma. If you would listen well, more, you I'm probably listening. would be, you would you I'm, would know I'm, the I'm answer gonna, to my question. That's not that. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm not, whether whether or not I'll do. Did that you do you even have you even heard of monoclonal antibodies? Have you I, ever I, heard I me have. talk about I, Regeneron? I don't know much about it. That's not that that stuff they give to animals, is it? Oh my gosh, the horse dewormer stuff. Are you kidding me? Is I mean, Joe it? Rogan, by the way, he went absolutely <laughs> nuts. On uh, Don Lemon, I mean, he was so pissed off. It was actually very funny, and and went after him about comments that he made. But you're not you're not listening to me. Okay, I heard what you're saying. All right, I'll tell you what you do. We'll remind you. God forbid anybody gets gets sick, call us and we'll remind you the question. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what to ask your doctor. Okay, okay. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on radio or TV. You know. All right, get back to us with a list of what my nephews want for Christmas, please. Thank you. 
Okay. You're very you slow this year, okay. Velma. Okay, Love you. I might have to put the coal in your stocking this year and forget your 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 pampered day at the wind. Your, your spa day. <laughs> you've not okay, you've not honey. been a good friend to the show this year. That's all I'm saying. I love you. Oh, that's the oh, now you want now you want me to give in and give you the the gift certificate. I know what you're doing. I, I know this you. game. Not, you don't have to give me anything. I still love you. Okay then. All right. We love you, Velma. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. John in Michigan. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, hey, good, Sean. Thanks for uh, having me on. Thank hey, you. Uh, I, we were talking about uh, the vaccine and mandates here in Michigan. And yeah, I heard that guy the other day from Michigan as well. But uh, my case is I have a uh, uh, leukemia and I have uh, I go. Can I ask you best- what kind is it? Hodgkin's, non-Hodgkin's? It's a non-Hodgkin's leukemia, okay. um, and I was—I already went through chemo years ago, and I, right. it came back. It started coming back. We were looking at the numbers. I was getting ready to start treatment almost the same week as uh, COVID hit. Uh-huh. I was at a major, major hospital here in Michigan, and they—they uh, they put it on hold because of COVID. So we waited a couple of months. My numbers were getting worse. And uh, I don't. I don't by the way, I don't agree with that, but that's my humble opinion. But that's up between you and your doctor. That sounds wrong to me. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, we. Well, my wife's a nurse, and she she wouldn't stand for it. So they finally wanted to be getting me in treatment. Uh, you know, two three months late, and they said as part of part of this treatment we're going to do, which it's, it's another chemo regimen, and uh, we need to go in and do some bone marrow biopsies. And that the, the oncologist said that the bone marrow. Uh, is shut down right now because of COVID. So we're going to start it anyways. We're going to start giving you do part of the thing. My wife finally had it, got a hold of a, one of these great hospitals, Mayo Clinic. I don't know if I could say that on here, but so we, she got me into a trial, a trial drug out of eight people in the United States are on this drug on my dosage. Only eight people. It's been proven in Asia, but eight people in the United States are on it. And uh, I've been on it since the start of COVID. I go there every month, and uh, nobody knows if uh, if this, there's going to be any kind of effect, side effect, anything with this with the vaccine. And I sure am not going to ever get the vaccine. I'm not going to take a chance, doctor. Listen, I'm just going to tell you, uh, I, John. What I don't like here the two things is I don't like that your treatment. Cancer has to be dealt with early. There are cancer hospitals all across the country. I mean, you have well-known hospitals like, for example, uh, Sloan Kettering in New York, MD Anderson, uh, NYU Langone has a great cancer center. Uh, I know some of the doctors there. Um, They are treating their patients normally like they would COVID or no COVID. And my strong suggestion to you is do not allow your doctors to put this off. Because treating cancer early is critical in terms of saving lives, according to all the information I read over a long period of time. I mean, 30 years ago, we were losing many, many people to to leukemias. And now we're saving about 90% of them. I strongly recommend you find people that will give you the treatment you definitely need. Um, Call your doctor. Ask them. 800-941-SHAWN, our number. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Locked in tonight, 9 Eastern, Hannity on the Fox News Channel. Please set your DVR. Uh, We have Sarah Sanders, Kaylee McEnany, 
Mike Pompeo, Ari Fleischer, Leo 2.0, Jim Jordan tonight, Laura Trump tonight, Greg Jarrett tonight. News I promise you won't get from the media mob, and you get to set your DVR so you never miss an episode. Anyway, we'll see you tonight at 9. Thanks for being with us. You make this show possible. We don't say thank you enough, and we thank you, and we work hard every day to earn your listenership and your viewership. Have a great uh, night. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. Mm -hmm.